IDC says many core systems in Asia-Pacific are still running on legacy systems. Enterprises have chosen to do so because of the scale of the transactions they want to process and the kind of security that they need. That said, modernization is underway even with legacy systems. A 2021 Coleman Parks Research Survey of 400 business and IT professionals predicts that in the next 1-2 to two years, 87% of enterprises are planning a legacy system modernization program. Flexibility and financial upsides are motivating the modernization of these mainframe-based systems. More than half of respondents say legacy modernization help accelerate digital transformation, while 60% say modernizing just one legacy system could cut IT costs by a third. But what does it take to modernize legacy mainframe systems? And how do enterprises address the technical and experience skills gap that exists today? In this podcast for Future CIO, we speak to Praveen Kumar, General Manager, Asia-Pacific at ASG Technologies, for his take on mainframe modernization and how to bridge the generational gap for young IT professionals in Asia. Praveen, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Hey, thank you, Alan. Thanks for having me on this call and on this podcast. Happy to have you with us, Praveen. Let's start off with how active in the enterprise is the mainframe today? ESG has been in the enterprise business space for about 30 years, and now we've been recently acquired by Rocket, who's also been in the enterprise business, especially from a financial segment for the past 30 plus years. And over these years, we've obviously seen all the legacy that has been on these infrastructure of most of these financial institutions. We still continue to see them in most of the environments, especially within the region in Asia Pacific. It seems to be a very common deployment, which has not been transformed. But what most of these institutions are doing is keeping the core on legacy while they're transforming or modernizing the environment, which is the user interface or the UX space, which is in the front end. So the core business on which they operate continues to be based on the mainframe or the legacy footprint, primarily driven by stability, the application reliability, the amount of data that exists there and the amount of customization that they've done over a period of time to adapt to that particular environment. In your view, does uh, the mainframe of 2021 need to be modernized? And if yes, in what ways? So we'll split the mainframe into two components. One is the base mainframe itself, the operating system, the core application that's running on it, as well as the administration of the application and the front-end user experience that people are having around the mainframe. I think the strength of the mainframe comes from the fact that it can run 24 by 7 without the need for additional intervention, management capabilities, etc., and the scalability of it on the single box is significantly more reliable than a lot of other modern equipment. And that's why financial institutions tend to be more comfortable in terms of not touching it because it's working and it's working well. So from a modernization perspective, the application vendors have started modernizing some of the UI in terms of user additions, user expectations of interfacing with other applications in the surround environment, building APIs, having connectors, etc. So the applications which are running on the mainframe have started to modernize themselves from an integration perspective, while the core base of the application itself, which continues to use the power of the operating system on the mainframe, tends to be more or less how it was. And that's predominantly how it should continue to exist for some time, though we do have options of Linux on the mainframe and trying to create other environments which try to mimic the mainframe. I think 
the financial institutions tend to be more comfortable with continue running the core applications on the base mainframe the way it was with the administrative capabilities that existed and the scalability that existed while the front end portion of the application and the integration capabilities tend to be more modernized. Given all the awareness around cloud computing and these uh, quote-unquote digital customer experience, do users really care what technology powers the application? Well, from a user front-end perspective, they don't. And the ability to build and adapt to modern customer requirements would change on a daily basis and the adaptability needed for the UX to scale to such kind of environments and also adapt to such kind of environments. I think the f- you need a lot of people to develop a lot of code and also customize a lot of front-end capabilities. Now, that's not going to be possible if everything's running on the mainframe. It's obvious because of the lesser amount of skills that exist on the mainframe and the lesser amount of skills that continue to get generated in colleges for the mainframe. So that would continue to be on the distributed environment. And that's what the user tends to see. The back end is something that the user never experiences because the back end is the core in the engine which is running right in in the back end. So as long as the mainframe applications can provide good interfaces, integration experiences for front-end applications irrespective on what platform it's built and also provide the security that's needed in these environments. I don't think the end user really bothers as to what are you building the application on as long as they can access it seamlessly on any device using any front-end. Exactly what is the state of talent availability and or scarcity today as it relates to mainframe technology and do you see this taking a turn for the better or worse in the years to come? Well, the fact remains that most of the people who know the mainframe very well, right from the heart, are in their fag end of their 60s or 70s. And that's obviously true because of the way the mainframe technology has been diluted in the education system over a period of time while distributed technology has taken the front foot. Now, this is not going to change dramatically because the mainframe footprint is not growing. What's growing is Wherever customers are already running the mainframe, they are using more of it. But in terms of new logos and new companies acquiring the mainframe, that's not growing at the speed at which distributed platforms are growing. So from a college perspective or a student perspective who's coming into education, they don't want to get and start learning technologies that is not growing even in double digits. So if someone says, yeah, my mainframe market's growing and ASG would say that, that our revenues are growing from the mainframe, that does not mean that the number of customers are growing and the number of customers that grow would directly relate to the acquisition of a new mainframe and that's where the challenge would continue to exist. So I would be incorrect if I say the talent gap's going to be bridged overnight or going to be fixed. What we are doing in terms of investments and what most of the other mainframe vendors are doing, uh, software players as well as the vendors are doing, is going to colleges and telling those talented students who are not particularly excited about the mainframe that there is a talent gap that is opening up. And that talent gap is opening up at a rapid pace because of lack of a lot of inherent skills that existed or was developed over the past 20 years. Now we are seeing there are academic academical institutions globally who are willing to invest 
a certain part of their engineering degree, especially focused around mainframe technology, because they understand that there is a need in the market that is coming because of people retiring or people just deciding to not work because of age and age-related issues on historical people who were managing the mainframe. So that talent gap is bridging, and there are people who are picking it up as a mainstream uh, academia. However, expecting that to grow at the speed at which other modern mobility technologies are being invested or data scientists are being generated is not going to be possible. And neither do we need that kind of demand in terms of people. So as long as we can backfill the people who are retiring and moving out of the mainframe portfolio, I think that sort of demand is getting bridged. So over the next decade, we don't foresee a skill gap because skills are being built. Of course, if you're expecting the skills that existed 30 years back to be there and the new person because he's going to learn it now, he or she, uh, that's going to take some time. But the skills gap, which was there in the last five to six years, which we noticed in the field, has been filled because of the investment that all of us have been doing with academia, trying to get more students out, educated on the mainframe and also working on software on the mainframe. What should industry bodies, educational institutions, and private organizations or businesses do to spur interest in mainframe technology? Well, one of the things that we've noticed is mainframe, take RPA, right? RPA is a very common buzzword that everybody uses in the world today. Now, incidentally, mainframe has RPA. We built RPA for the mainframe. So if you were to use a terminal emulator and work on mainframe, you do need an RPA to get some of those commands on and then run it and then operate on it, even if you're accessing it from a distributed system. So from a scripting perspective and building robotic process on the mainframe, there is more innovation that you can do. One of the things that people tend to see is And the one thing they'll comment is, oh, the mainframe is legacy. Everything is text-based. It's all command line based. You've got to use a keyboard. The mouse is not a common thing. And the GUI is very, very rudimentary. All of which is true. And we're not denying that. But that is an opportunity to innovate. And the more you innovate in that segment, you're going to get more results. The amount of innovation you can do in, in a country like Singapore or Hong Kong and try to transform that is going to be far more challenging than going to a third world country and telling that I'm going to transform the environment there. It's just common sense. So from that standpoint, if you were to go in and say the market opportunity may be limited in terms of scope, and we're not denying that, but that limited market opportunity in that environment gives you phenomenal opportunity to innovate. And that innovation is going to bring phenomenal results because that would bring in uh, demand in that segment. So the opportunity to bring dashboarding, mainframe-based reports, jazzy GUI from a management presentation perspective is all innovation that we need to bring in software. And as much as the industry bodies would like to have it, it is the job responsibility of software companies like us in ASG and Rocket to bring such technologies to the fore, which we have been doing. And we are seeing innovative interest from even younger personnel in various IT companies by saying, hey, this looks pretty impressive. You know, why can't we use this as a front end to manage some of these um, the mundane tasks on the mainframe, et cetera? 
What is your advice for enterprises to ensure that they have the right kind of skills need, uh, uh, that they need to keep systems and applications running across the different systems that they have today? So if you were to look at skills building, I think planning for retirement and planning for age-related issues that might crop up, uh, being illness or whatever else, is fairly critical. Uh, in fact, we're doing a project in ASEAN, in Philippines, where we are talking to a large bank for migrating some of their legacy applications to another legacy environment. So it's not legacy to modern, it's legacy to legacy, if you were to look at it. But what they're getting in the new legacy is a common interface between their modern systems and the legacy systems. So you'd have a common GUI to manage the environment across the whole landscape. So if you were to look at tools that can help you manage environments seamlessly, reports, manage content, or manage data across the mainframe and the distributed environment, it gives you a seamless view from a user and an admin perspective because the admin does not have to log into the mainframe, does not have to log into a distributed system, be it Linux, Windows, or Unix, whatever you're running on the distributed environment, and then learn those technologies too because if most of these enterprises can focus on trying to get seamless software which can help them administer, manage, as well as contain and operate seamlessly, irrespective of the platform in the back end, it would give them a lot more ease in terms of scale, in terms of planning, as well as uh, overall costs uh, of management. And that's what we would recommend. So as much as you would like to build skills on specific platforms, which is needed from a base system, but from an administrative landscape perspective, if you can bring in software which doesn't care about where that is being deployed and people have modules being deployed on the mainframe on the Unix platform as well as a distributed platform, depending on the functionality of what's needed, as long as you can seamlessly do it, it would give you a better sleep. Praveen, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you, Alan. Thanks for your time. And it was a great pleasure having a chat with you on this topic. That was Praveen Kumar, General Manager Asia Pacific at ASG Technologies on the topic of mainframe modernization and how to bridge the generational gaps for young IT professionals in Asia. You are listening into Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.